Yeah, we can get started. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's panel. Uh, we're going to be going over, uh, full, not just welcome to the panel, welcome to the show. This is Friday. Uh, Dave, you know, the, the gates have opened. Hopefully you guys didn't have too much trouble uh, getting into the convention. Uh, but I, I, this is our first time coming to this convention, the weekly DLC. Uh, we're two of the three hosts. Our third member had some uh, flight troubles, so he's unable to make it today. But we'll we we know him well enough. We've we've been friends for many years, and we'll, if there's any advice we can give on his experiences and stories, we're going to make sure to share that as well. Um, but this is our first time coming to this convention, so it's our our debut at this this panel. I'm doing this in, in, at Level Up Expo, and kind of just to give you an overview, if you're not too familiar, if you I don't know if you just saw the headline, but our goal with this panel is largely to share any advice that we've had that we can give in terms of your journey or interest in doing game, content creation for in the game space. Um, we've had our own successes, we have uh, had our own uh, failures and missteps, but we've been doing this for six, seven plus years now, and we thought we could share that with those that are either struggling, those that are trying to figure out what to do to get started. It's changed, it changes all the time, and it's always like, what do you do? It, it's good to know that others are kind of doing, have been doing it and what they can kind of share. So. This panel is largely intended to share some of the advice and answer some of those questions. Um, before we do, I kind of want to give a brief introduction. The, uh, the three of us, we're the weekly DLC. We're a podcast. We've been running for over five, six years now. Uh, we just hit our, our landmark 300th episode, and we just do gaming content in terms of we each pick topics that are topical to the gaming world sphere, and we have conversations about them. Uh, sometimes we'll do interviews with uh, authors. Uh, we've we've interviewed Andy Weir from The Martian. We've interviewed game developers like the the the, the group that have done The Messenger, uh, who was an indie game developer. And I don't I don't know if you guys have heard of a game called Untitled Goose Game. Um, we were, we got an opportunity to, to to speak with them as well at a, another convention, and just a couple other interviews and experiences like like this uh, this opportunity as well um, over our time doing the podcast. But then in addition to that. Uh, we each have had our own kind of adventures and journeys. Um, and that's why I want to mention, uh, introduce you guys to Daniel Vargas. Um, he's one of our, you know, all three of us are founding members of the podcast, but you're also known as Cold Marmalade. Yeah, Cold Marmalade is my social media persona, I guess. <laughs> and uh, just the hottest marmalade there is. Um, and you, you what, what would, could introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, well, my name is Daniel. I'm one of the two Daniels that does the podcast, but... Um, I enjoy my time playing games, reading manga, and looking at TV shows. Very nice. And yeah, so, and then myself, uh, I am uh, Karosh. Uh, I'm one of the hosts for the Weekly DLC, and I also have my own stuff in streaming and in TikToks and various content creation, just mostly on the entertainment side of things. Um, and our, our absent guest is uh, Daniel Jang. He goes by The Last Bosses. He's, he's largely a streamer. He's ventured into YouTube and doing tips and tricks and just general reactions to things as well. Um, so yeah, let, now that we've kind of introduced ourselves, we kind of want to start going into questions that we think are would be of help to, to answer and to address. And then after we go through some of those, if there's still time, we can maybe have to, to chat with you guys. If there's any questions you guys might have, we can talk about it. If we don't, we can hang out a bit after the panel too, and we can talk kind of bounce ideas case by case uh, for every, anyone who wants to ask questions. Um, but we'll get started with where 
did we want to kind of I think share a bit about our start, but like in in that we could share where did you get where did you get started uh, with your kind of creation and how did you start? So where I got started was uh, with Twitch. I did streaming. I streamed a variety of games. I didn't have any outline for what I was doing, um, but then I found a niche in the Bloodborne community. Um, so I was streaming that game. I played the. It was my first time ever playing it, so I played. I made the decision to play as a blood level four, which if you don't know, it's literally like the lowest level you can be in playing the whole game without leveling up. And uh, it, it, it was some effort, but I got through it and it was a fun time. You were beating your head against the wall yeah. a lot of times. Like with, with, if you guys already know, like Dark Souls games already are just a pain in the butt and then you were doing it on that added difficulty. Yeah, yeah. So, For first it was entertaining to watch. To say <laughs> cool, cool. And then for myself, um, it initially started around, uh, I just was looking for people to play Monster Hunter with. That was like my base, my, my, the basis of which I wanted to make a community. So I made a meetup group. And from that meetup group, we, we got different people coming in uh, just to hang out and play games. And we were, myself and the Daniels, that's where we met. We started playing Monster Hunter with a larger group, but the three of us just kept engaging in various conversations on like all the gaming topics. And I kind of was like, this would, I feel like I want to do this as a podcast or something. Some, I want some way in which we can do something more with this creatively or just record this and put it out there because I think other people would want to enjoy this. And then from that stemmed our podcast. That was my first thing. Of, and then figuring out everything that comes in with podcasts over those years. Um, and we, yeah, we've been podcasting since then. Um, it was funny because I first met him, the one that's absent, and then... Uh, he came one of the days and he's like, I'm, I'm, most of the people that came were like, oh, we need help, you know, doing, I don't have anyone to play with. Cause back then it was like on the DS. And, uh, then he came and he was like, I'm, I'm the hot, like one of the highest levels. I was like, oh, j jump in, like help me out on this stuff. And then like a year went by and then we went to like some pizza joint and you, you joined. Yeah, joined, yeah. And then we, we, we all three hit it off and they, they had known, you guys known each other for, yeah, for a long time, yeah. Um, so then going uh, going from that, what what we want to help is like what type of content do you guys should you be creating if you're just starting out or if you're trying to figure out what to do and how do you get to decide that? Um, do you want to, do you want to give an answer first? Well, yeah, so um, let's say I feel like you have to choose personally like what you feel you're good at. So if you if you enjoy a game and uh, you find it easy, maybe you're better at creating tips and trick videos. So you'd want to kind of outline a way to do that and tips and tricks. If you feel like you're really good at a first-person shooter game, you want to kind of outline stuff like that, maybe and start making videos on, on YouTube. But really, like, you, you do have to just start. Like, you have to just get, get yourself going and just start. You're going to make, honestly, what I feel like is, like, really bad videos in the beginning. I even have really bad, really bad videos on my uh, YouTube channel, and it's, it's cringeworthy to watch in the beginning, but like it's a step in the right direction, and you just you fine tune it, and then over time your channel will get like a better better content as you get better at it. But in addition to that, I think it's it's not just like so to hit on what you're saying. James mentioned mentioned this many times. A lot of things that you're doing in content creation typically fall into one of three categories: informative, entertainment or like high skill level. Like you'll see like pro players playing a game. They're not necessarily engaging with their community, but just they're playing at a high level and people want to see that. Educational stuff, tips and tricks is one thing. Walkthroughs is another thing. Showing other people how to do certain things like making content. 
Um, and then entertainment is just yeah, you be, you want to you want to make you want to be in, create a space where you can do fun stuff and you want others to come and take part in it, engage with it. However, I think that like any combination or any one of those could be an area in which you go. But then where you do this also is like a, a exploratory process to what you were saying. You you may find that YouTube, for instance, is a better space for helpful information, whereas Twitch is more of like a live, just like a flowing state of the place. Like you're like, I'm just going to be playing these games, figuring it out. You're going to iterate on it and you're going to see varying levels of engagement, but you always need to make sure you check in with yourself of how is this doing? Am I getting, what is, what, what am I hoping to get out of this being on this platform versus this platform? Um, and also like the big thing is if, if you have an idea of someone you see out there that's highly successful in that field, like a, like a, like a Mr. Beast in the YouTube space or, or someone that, that you uh, align with or, or get, uh, are drawn to, look at them as an example and then uh, try to emulate. Like emulation helps you, like, like Vargas was saying, it helps you get the, 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 the jitters off. You're, you're, the, your first videos aren't going to be perfect. You're going to be, or whatever you're, you're creating. You're going to be doing it over time. Our first podcasts were <laughs> worst podcast. We were we just had a little recording device. We had a little like corner of an office room, and we kind of didn't know what to say. Now then we started developing like an intro, an outro, a flow to everything, and then from there we're like, okay, we can adjust the quality of it. We can change the platforms we're doing it on. It it was something that we were discovering as we're going. You won't have all those answers out the gate. And it can overwhelm you if you think of it in that space. So I think that's how, you know, how do you choose what, where do you create the content and what content you create? It's, it's a journey in a, in a sense. Um, and you just got to, by, by practice, figure out a lot of that. Um, so then I guess one of our next questions would be, um, as you, as you want to be a content creator, what kind of skills would you want to develop or improve on as you're doing it? So for me, one personally, like one thing that I felt like I needed more time with was um, learning how to edit videos. I had a really hard time. Like I had so many videos, I had so much content to edit, and I didn't even know where to begin. Um, it was really scary. But once you know, I got it down. I knew the the ropes of editing and stuff like that. It became more of like a automatic process for me. But in the beginning, it was it was really overwhelming, and I. I had a lot of trouble. It was to the point where, like, I wasn't putting out content because I was so scared to edit a video because it seemed so overwhelming. There's the review. Yeah, yeah. I had a review where um, I, I focused on one thing specifically. I made a review for a game called Elder Souls, and um, I finished the cutting the video, but then I had to do um, voiceover on it, and I concentrated on my voice so much. I just, I, I saw edits where my voice wasn't sounding right or anything like that and I just, I almost got to the point where I wasn't going to bust out the video but I got, I got through it eventually. Yeah, it was one of those things where, because I, I, I remember that moment, we we were trying to get more into the space of well, we talk about games, maybe it would be cool if we could like get get game reviews like do game reviews, get, get codes early so we just started reaching out to a bunch of folks and you know, for the hundred that we applied to or reached out to, we got a couple that came back, and one of them was like this. Was it like a sixteen bit? Yeah, sixteen bit Dark Souls like game. Yeah, and so we're like, okay, yeah, let's do a review, and then that's when you jumped in it. And yeah, that content. So, in that vein, I think another thing to to be comfortable with um, is just hearing yourself. Um, 
oftentimes you like like you're saying with the editing it's it's your own it's your own content usually if it's not it, it can vary but you often have to play back the same footage and if it's uncomfortable it can be uncomfortable the first you know 50 100 times uh, you're hearing your own voice like oh i don't like how i sound or, you know you become self-conscious you try to work through that, that that's something you got to work through and also just in the vein of um because I'm always editing, like I've done our podcast, we're editing my our stuff, and I just I tune it out almost like it's a second person, me talking now versus me listening on the other end. It's like I treat it as it's someone else. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. <laughs> um, but uh, the other aspect of that's being comfortable speaking is in the vein of like you're doing YouTube or you're doing uh, any kind of recording your own self. You have to be comfortable speaking almost into a vacuum. You, you don't always like with a podcast. We were lucky where we had each other to bounce off of. If you're doing content where it's in an individual basis, like you have to, yeah, like streaming, like making your YouTubes and stuff, you have to be comfortable. You have to learn to start becoming comfortable uh, just being able to talk into like a silence. Yeah, nobody. You're speaking to nobody. When you start streaming, you have zero viewers, but you have to be you comfortable. May. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get friend like if I have just one friend in chat, I'm like you're a godsend. Like I want to, I can bounce off you for the like that two, three, two hours that I'm streaming yeah. turns into like I, do, I lose track of time. If I'm going to no one, I have I have to start like being comfortable audibly commenting on my actions, whatever I'm doing. I can't like all keep it all because in my head because who that's not if what is enjoyable unless I'm like a a, a very highly proficient player. But if you're trying to engage with a, with your chat or with with a channel with a, what, the video on the other end of the screen, you have to be comfortable, you know, having your thoughts and vocalizing them, yeah. and saying it in a way where you start just growing consistent. You're gonna feel a little awkward. You, you might stutter on words, but that's where the magic of editing comes in. Every time you, you stumble or if you if you add a loss of words, just pause, give yourself a gap where you can kind of reset yourself, talk again. You can cut that out later. Like I, I did one the other, uh, like a week or two ago, I was trying to do a review of uh, Fire Emblem Engage. And I just, my idea was like, I'm gonna sit on one side talk, I'm gonna sit on the other side talk. And it was just me sitting here recording like all the prompts of me wanting to say the questions. And then I would pause in between each one and then me on the other side trying to say all the answers. And then at the moment, it just feels so unnatural. It feels so awkward, but you start over time seeing where the end goal is going to be, what the what the final product is going to be, and as as you just work through it, and you kind of don't uh, paralyze yourself with like I don't like how I feel, you will see an end product that kind of looks with like what you're going with, and you can then revise it and iterate on it and stuff. So, um, things that you don't necessarily expect out the gate, like you're like I'm going to make content, okay. These are the underlying skills that like help you get comfortable with that space. Um, so then the next question is, I think many years, like even if you go back five or six years ago, you could probably count on one hand the viable platforms in which you're you're putting your stuff out on. Nowadays, you could you could do. I think it's, it's you you got you can do on Twitter, you can do on TikTok, you can do on YouTube, you can do on Twitch. There's five other you know streaming platforms out there. How would you, Vargas, recommend someone uh, should share their content, and what could they do to optimize for any specific platform? Do you have any like examples? Yeah. So um, when you're making content, you, there's certain places you want to be posting because it offers an algorithm to find your content. So if you only stream on Twitch, 
there's no way for people to like really find you essentially. So for a while you'll you'll be streaming to nobody, and then little by little, like your channel will grow and go to the top of like certain certain pages and stuff. But that takes time. If you want to kind of give it a little more uh, of a push, I suggest using YouTube is the, like the number one for content um, for an algorithm to find for people to find your, your content. Uh, TikTok is also very good. It's up and coming and well, not up and coming, it's been there for it's a long newer. time, but it's a newer way to, to, to do to take TikToks. And it's, you can make short clips, you can make like 10 second videos of just something, something that, it was just a one sentence thing that you said that you, like it was really good and you can just cut it to, to, to be that video. And then um, I think what Instagram Reels is what it's called, Stories, Instagram Stories yeah. uh, is another way. So those three are like the, my top three choices for when you make content, you want to be posting on those because it helps people find you, and you can have like a call to action or a link on your social media to, to go to your Twitch, and that's how you get more followers on Twitch, essentially. Yeah. I, uh, yes. Sorry, are you doing the Q and A session at the end, or are we gonna ask questions? Oh, we're gonna do a Q and A at the end. If and if we don't have time, we're gonna make sure to hang around and like be able to chat with folks. Is that good? So. My question would be in the vein, or my answer to that question would be in the vein of, uh, it depends on what you want to do, really. Um, how do you optimize for each platform? Um, what, what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to take any, a larger content and then break it up into smaller pieces? What do, what's your, who, who are you, who's your audience in a lot of these things? If I'm reaching uh, more of the younger generation, I might go on TikTok. That's something where a lot more young folks are on. I want to go on Facebook. Facebook's an option now where you can grow a community and you have a wider basis and you, you get a wider audience with that. But you might not get like the, the, the youngest, you know, kids if, if that's what you're looking to go in that direction. Um, and then also I would say the approaches, I wouldn't copy and paste the same approach everywhere. I wouldn't put the, the video I want to put, uh, the clip of me on, on uh, Twitch, I don't just slap it onto to YouTube or to TikTok. I kind of play to the way that tool works. That TikTok, for instance, is really built around shorter uh, kind of attention span content. So you're just going in, you wanna make a really fun eye-grabbing clip. YouTube, I can do long form, I can do short form. I can do the full video on YouTube. Like for instance, our podcast, we have the audio form and then we have the video. It can range from one to three hours. I then take that and I'm like, I know this isn't going to grab everyone's attention. A newcomer isn't going to come and listen to a one hour of something that they don't know what who we are on their first time. But I can find and I can make the time like as we're recording to mark all the times in which I think something could be good for a short form content. And from that one larger piece of content, I have eight or nine smaller pieces that I'm like, this is a very good take. Like, an interesting conversational piece of one take of a topic we're talking about. We're talking about maybe the DC universe and like how James Gunn is going to do something. We should, we go back and forth. There's one part where someone makes a big like statement and something. That's a moment I can then use on like all these shorter form content platforms. And it's like being able to use each of these tools in a way that works for you instead of like, I need to go into TikTok and make a brand new thing, or I need to go into YouTube and make a brand new thing from scratch. You want to try to work as you want to have a flow as best you can. That that way it kind of works for you, and you, you you minimize how much effort you have to go in for each one of these tools as you're going. Um, so that would be some of what I would have to say on that. We can go to the next question. 
And that's kind of what I was kind of leading to is how much time and effort should you be expecting to put into creating and, and uh, not just the creation of the actual content, but then promoting it. Do you have any? You have so for example, for me, because I, I normally just stream, but I think one thing you should do is you should focus more on the uh, content creation in a sense of like editing that stream. So you really want to be streaming like one day and using all the other days to create content, like cutting that into different multiple videos, um, you know, and posting them on TikTok, YouTube, different Instagram stories and stuff like that. Nope. Did you have, was there a specific story that you wanted to share? Um, well, because with my streaming, I was streaming like four to five days and it got repetitive. So I wasn't concentrating on just editing and creating content. And it was one thing that I, I think I would, if I look back, I would change. I would, I would stream less and work more on editing and content creation, essentially. Okay. Yeah, for me, I would say, uh, looking at our podcast, for instance, you, a lot of times when I first went into it, it was very much like we just grab a recording device and we just hit record. And then I'm like, okay, we just upload that. But I saw what it sounded like and what it was. And I'm like, there's a lot of room for this to improve. And as we got it to a place where we were more happy with as, as the creators ourselves, it, the time it took to do all the things was we're setting the mics up. We're planning out what we're talking about. We're... Making, we're testing all the equipment to make sure the sound levels are good. We're then doing the actual recording and then we branched out and doing video as well. So that's that added another element, making sure all the camera angles were good and not the lighting was okay and everything. And then after you're done recording, making sure you're going through your editing process and the audio doesn't peak or there isn't any mumbling or noise that you have to cut out and then posting it. And then once you've posted it, it's, do you, you know, do you just post it or do you want to try to get a larger following? So then you put it on your different um, promotional spaces. Um, all of those things are around the actual content making. So when you're factoring in what your cadence is or how you want to go about your, your, your development, um, make it so that you can do that in a, in, a con, in a consistent way, in a manageable way where you're not overloading yourself. We, we have day jobs as well. This isn't like our, our full-time thing. I know many, when you see like the, the really highly successful people, they already have like, they're doing it, this is their full-time thing. Sometimes some of them even have a team, but they, they had to get there from somewhere. And it, it's, you have to work smart to get to a place where you can build a, a, a progress towards that. Um, and so when now with, with for instance, with my, my own personal streaming, another example I would give is to sustainably be able to do this between school between work and my own free time and sanity, I stream two times a week. That's it. Not a lot. I know I could reach a larger audience. I could grow a following if I did more, but I know I would burn out. I know that I, after I stream those two days, the, set, the, the half end of the week, I'm cutting up all that videos to make promotional clips to be like, oh, that like for people that want to see what I did, this is where how they can find it. Look at how great this moment was or look at this thing. And then engaging with any community that I'm talking with, I share, like they'll ask me questions, the, I'll go back and forth on some stuff. And then at the start of the week, I'm like, oh, I want to promote them. Like, hey, you guys can look forward to seeing me this week on these days for either them or for newcomers. So I'm creating promotional stuff at the beginning of the week. And then it just flows right into those two days again. If I'm doing like five days of streaming, I'm like, well, then where do I find the time to do all these other things? Personally, for me. Um, 
And so it's like you got to look at that bigger picture and be like, all of these are factors in that whole process. And doing what makes sense for you of what's manageable to do consistently. Consistency is like one of the hardest things I would say yeah. with any of this. Many of our friends have done like podcasts after like, you know, 10, 15 episodes, it peters out. Uh, they start an idea, it doesn't pan out. They, they realize they, their, their schedules don't line up, they can't do it on a, on a regular schedule. They, they haven't had an episode for like four months. Doing whatever you can do in, in a consistent manner, you can then iterate on. I think I've found that valuable for me. I, I don't necessarily need every episode to have started being good, but as it's grown, um, we've found things where we can we can add value with minimal effort and give us the biggest gain possible. Like there's a lot of things we could change about our podcast that would make it phenomenal, I think, compared to what it is now. But it's it's about looking at what we we have available to us in our in terms of resources and technology. And there's a lot more you can do nowadays. Phones nowadays have a ton more capabilities than they did even five, six years ago. Yeah. And even then it was like you could do a lot. Um, to be able to look at that and then just, oh, let's tweak our thumbnails. Let's tweak our cadence of like, oh, we should have an alert. We should have a community that build around this. Jane, for instance, he, he started as a YouTube streamer. He had huge success out the gate. And we we're like, wow, this is amazing. He eventually found success. He was trying to do a couple of different platforms and he found he got affiliated on, uh, on Twitch. And he's like, okay, I want to, I want to move over there, migrate. When you, when you become affiliated, uh, you have to then at that time, you, you had to be like, I'm only streaming here. So when he was migrating, he lost his entire following. He didn't have like a space where he could tell his fans, be like, Hey, I'm going to go over here. He just moved over and then he started from scratch again and it took the wind out of him for a while. He had to be like, what do I do? Do I start over? Do I do the same things? Do I continue where I'm at? And that was a struggle. And in hindsight, one of the things I remember he said when we were preparing for this stage is, if you're doing anything like that, have a space in which your community can kind of have a hub. Like nowadays, Discord's a great space. Some people use Patreon, and, and depending on what they're doing, if they're more on Reddit or something. Do what makes sense for you, but Discord's an easy one, I think. You can have a space where it's like, no matter where you're at, they can find you here and you can give them alerts or whatever. Like a lot of people set up bots where they're like, oh, I'm going live on here. I'm doing that. Have a way in which if you're transitioning or you're doing things on other platforms where they can find how to get to those other places and calls to action are another way. Yeah. So I just want to share what he would have, I think, wanted to share <laughs> at a panel like this. Um, so next, uh, next question would be, how do you handle, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it a little bit. How do you handle just feedback or criticism on your content? So I, I, I feel like I don't have much experience. I have been doing content creation for a long time, but like I don't have very much interaction when it comes to like people commenting on my videos. And if they do, the very minimal amount that I have, it's always kind of just like a joke to me because like the internet, we make, we like, a lot of people mess around. They put a, they put a comment that isn't too serious but it, it does have some some saying and from something they feel that's truthful for them. But I always just kind of I, I see a comment and I see like oh and he's joking he's a jokester. Mm. So that's that's kind of my thing. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, but then it goes into you're you're not even getting the feedback that you're yeah I, I truly I'm not really getting too much feedback so like criticism and stuff so I really don't know how to handle it. I, I think I would like. I would say I would ignore it, you know, thinking it's just a joke and stuff like that, but I haven't had like true criticism yet or anything like that. 
But I think the, the question I would then bring up is, are you creating a space in which people can give you feedback? Probably not. And I, I don't so think, then that's, that's like, I think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the issue where, where with Jane, where he had, he later on found out that he should have created a hub for places. Yeah. I don't have that either. You know, I, I, I have created a, a hub, but I haven't promoted it. I haven't done anything with right. it yet. So well, yeah. for the podcast, we started getting somewhere. Some folks were giving us saying, giving us feedback saying the audio levels. We wouldn't have changed anything if we didn't know anyone had any issue hearing our audio. And I'm sitting there listening to it on my side. I'm like, it sounds good to me, but when you're putting it on like Stitcher or Spotify, I don't know what the compression does on those sides all the time. And I check only one or two of them. So that feedback then gave me the, the thought to, okay, maybe I need to go audit this and check all these spaces in which it's being listened to and adjust accordingly. Um, but we're a five-star podcast. Yeah, I think it's hard to get criticism when you're five-star. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things, though, is like with the podcast is we have a few uh, comments given to us, and they've been glowing, but they're usually from people that we know. And so they're like, yeah, we want to support you. We're trying to find ways in which that's one area we're, we're struggling with. And it's, it's important, I think, because then if you don't get any kind of feedback, either a reception of like, oh, people are coming. And the feedback doesn't have to be direct. It could be more people are engaging with you. Okay, that's positive. That feedback is more people are getting drawn into what you're doing. That's, that's something I can use as an indicator for what I'm doing. If people are leaving what I'm doing, that's indirect feedback of how can, what, am, what did I do? What did I, what it shifted between the last few things I did versus what I'm doing now? And trying to isolate variables as much as you can, it's hard because there's so many things that are factors, whether it's the game you're playing, the time you're doing your things, the time you're posting stuff. You try to break it down to as, as, as scalable a thing as you can and just start testing things. And that's where I'm saying the iterative part is important. Start checking on one or two things, seeing if that adjusts things, change another one or two things, seeing if that adjusts. Um, for like my stream, I, one of the, one of the things we've both gotten is, and, and for a podcast and for just all of our stuff is, we constantly like, oh, I didn't know you were, where are you? I thought you were on today. I'm like, oh, I, I need to have a better way in which I communicate when I'm on, when I'm not on. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make more of a, of a set way in which I can do that. So trying to take that feedback and turning it into actionable, constructive things is, one, getting feedback is important. Two, then what do you do with the feedback and finding actionable ways in which you can respond to it? Yeah. Um, one of the last questions we have that we wanted to try to help is how do you stay motivated and avoid burnout in the creation process? Do you, what, how do you... For me, it was... Because I did burnout. I, I have my own personal projects. Like the podcast, because I think we have multiple people, like I have friends that I'm constantly talking with, I stayed motivated and, and uh, we've continued podcast for so long but for my own ventures like as a streamer and stuff I think I was streaming way too much you know four or five days a week and I had a daytime job I had very little time to edit my videos so at some point I wasn't even editing videos I was just streaming and making no other content and it, it still got frustrating because I, I wasn't growing as a streamer and you know over time you just you, you see these these like things that you're not growing with and you just want to stop, you know? And I stopped the cold turkey at some point, um, well, temporarily, and it, 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 I didn't have anywhere to like restart, essentially. So I would say stream less. In a sustainable well, way. Well, not stream, but like 
work on your content, like the the content creation of that side, like the streaming side, less and more on like the editing and stuff like that. Because that's you, you gotta like plan out and have different time segments that you work on these things. Because too much of one thing could be overwhelming and over you out. Yeah, well, being overwhelmed is, I think, a thing that I've faced. I think I want to just quickly touch on something our, our, our other co-host would wanted to share is he's, again, I've shared the, the transition he had between like YouTube and Twitch, for instance, and that, how that was demoralizing them. He's had different games get higher traction. When, with his, he mostly does streaming and YouTube. And so with his streaming, he would get high viewership, low viewership, high engagement, low engagement. And there was a large period of time where he got no engagement. And so he likes creating and he, he's, he's a very in, uh, enthused person when it comes to like doing creative pro projects of any kind. And so he just took that energy and rather than just not going, uh, he didn't want to stop, but he didn't like what he was doing. So he kind of shifted his projects to at least allow him to create in other spaces. And right now he's kind of trying and branching out more in the vein of doing non-gaming related but still kind of content creation on his own. So he's doing YouTube videos, reacting to various shows he enjoys and turning that into like, I want to watch these shows. I can find a culture that enjoys these. He started with like Korean shows. He's, he's Korean himself. And so he, he has some added insights of like, oh, things he notices in shows. And that's been a pot, like he's, he's definitely been much more enthused about doing a project. And then it allows him to come back with some fresh energy going into the the streaming side he'll come back to it like okay i don't feel like i have the energy again like you feed off some of that energy when you're working with engagement for my own personal experience i recently kind of with the personal projects i went through a little bit of a crisis where i i was trying to get it up and coming again i i've gone up and down and i i had just hit affiliate and so i was like okay i got affiliate i want it with twitch and what I, what i wanted to do is i felt like i want to take this in a more serious uh, approach. I want to, not serious in the sense of like everything is like got to be serious, but I want to go about this like what can I do with this? Can I grow? Can I collaborate? Can I network and stuff? So I started to think what is my brand? What is my identity? What am I known for? And that question overwhelmed me so much because I just started looking at myself and isolating every personality aspect and every characteristics of myself just as a person. And I didn't always like every aspect. I'm like, oh, am I even good enough? Am I worthy? Am I this? Am I that? I'm self-conscious. Look at these other people. They're better than me, whatever. And it gave me, like, it made me not feel good. Like, I was like, why do I, do I even want to do this? That kind of thing. But I knew I liked the process. I liked the act of doing it. I just didn't know what I was working towards. And I had a chat with some, with a friend of mine who's also in the, in the creative space. And she was really helpful and insightful in that. She was, she's, she just said, keep it simple and keep it focused. You want to build a community. And I was like, yes. What do you need to build a community? And she, I was just like, okay, well, I need to do this. I need to become affiliate. Okay, what do you need to become affiliate? And that's actionable. I need to find a game player. I, or I need to do something. Okay, that's actionable. I can do that. That's a smaller scale thing. I need to learn the tools to do all this stuff well. Okay, these are things. And breaking it up into all these smaller things and not focusing on that bigger thing really like it took a big like pressure off of me i just was like i'm just i'm enjoying the process i want to just now go through the through it and it's a journey to figure out what i am i don't need to have the answer today it's like our podcast didn't start like we knew what we wanted to be we just were like we we're three friends that want to hang out and talk about the stuff 
And we had some feedback like a year or two later, we're like, I just, it feels like I'm getting to hang out with you guys. So they put on their headphones and they were like, I have my meal and I just listen as if I'm sitting in the room with you guys. And I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that's how we are engaging with our audience. So I'm like, let's maybe lean more into that comfortable conversational space. With my stream, it's, it's just, you don't need to have all the answers all the time immediately. And it's okay to, to figure it out over time with smaller iterative goals. Like it takes that pressure off you. Um, and this is, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be a fun thing. Like you shouldn't be doing this in, with any kind of, I, I wouldn't recommend you go about this in any kind of way where it's like coming from like a intense pressure, obligation kind of space. I think what makes streaming or what it makes any kind of content creation good, and it, it can, it's conveyed to the viewer or listener or whatever your space is, that you're having a good time, that it is a fun thing you're doing. And they know when it's sincere, when it's genuine, when it's not. And it's important that you yourself are enjoying what you're doing first, and then you're going out and sharing that. Like you want to, you want to do that. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted, we wanted to hit on is what would be a piece, the biggest piece of advice we could share with you today as to give content kind of Don't focus so much on one thing of the whole process. You're doing different things. You're, uh, you know, you're filming the content, you're creating the content, like editing and stuff like that and then you're posting the content, content and stuff, you'd want to give time for each one, but not too much, because you focus too much on one, and you overwhelm yourself. You will overwhelm yourself. You'll think of uh, what time to post, or you'll think of like how much time to edit, and it could be overwhelming. So don't, don't try to like sweat the small stuff, see, the, see it as a bigger picture, and just put a, a little bit of amount of time on those things. My last thing is, don't be afraid to try and fail. Trying and failing lets you like do that, look at it, look at what you did and whether it was a success or a failure in your eyes and why it was that and try to then grow from it as best you can and then go into the next failure. We had, like I said in our at the start, we have gotten interviews with different people. We didn't get all of the, like those are the four or five that we've gotten. We've applied to like 50 others that we didn't get. And just being okay asking is like that that uh, that fear of like oh they're gonna say no. What did, what did you lose? You asked. That's all. Yeah. And you tried a video. It got zero views. Okay, try another one. Make it a little better. Do a little different. Do this. Try a stream. It didn't go well. Whatever it is, just don't be afraid to try and then grow and learn. From when we got the interview with Andy Weir, he was just sitting at a, a thing. No one was going to him, and we we just asked him like, can we do an interview with you? And he had time right there and then, so we, we did a small interview with him, and then we, we scheduled one for a, for a bigger one. And it's what's fun is, I think, for me it's fun, we take a lot of these and we're like, oh, let's let's use that leverage for our next, kind of like to help us get the next one. So we like we got an interview, we're like, we went to another interview, and we're like, we got an, an award-winning author on our thing, which, would you, you know, in terms of who we are, in terms of reputability. reputability. We look at our podcast, we have some viewership, but we're viewed on four different continents. So I'm like, that's a highlight. Let's highlight that. Yeah. Take your take whatever victories you're getting and highlight them, promote them. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you do that. Like it's important to recognize areas where you could grow, but it's very important to also celebrate and recognize the areas that you're doing well and 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 look at it with a lens that is positive. I think we're always like our worst critics and our harshest critics. Um, but it's important to also like as much as that recognize our, our, our achievements. And so wanted to end on that. Yeah.
Um, I think we have time for questions. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys again for sticking around so far. We appreciate you guys staying today, and hopefully we, we gave some info. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we hopefully we gave you some information that was uh, helpful, insightful in any way, or at least gave you another person's like, oh, I'm not alone in like figuring this stuff out. Um, but we wanted to have that space. That's that was our goal with today's panel. Um, and so, like Vargas saying, we're open to questions. I know you you got one back there. Um, and if we don't get a chance to get to every question, we're going to be hanging out a little bit after, and we can bounce ideas and talk a little bit. So, yeah, thank you. Yes. So your question. Thanks. Um, mine was about you mentioned before. Um, that one way to help start things is to emulate popular streamers and uh, content creators. Yeah. Are there any don'ts while trying to emulate them or things to be like, wow, okay, that's probably something you shouldn't do while trying to emulate them to get started? I think you shouldn't ever... Nothing pops to mind, but I, I feel like you have to just do it. Like, Because I feel like the, the, the hardest step is to just start. So if you have a fear of like copying someone exactly, like someone's always going to give you criticism saying like you're, you're doing it exactly like that person but like slowly you will transition to your own thing i think like there's there's nothing really like that shouldn't stop you from from emulating someone exactly but like over time you'll find your own stride and, and do your videos the way that you want to i would say to to, <clears throat> to touch on that too let's say for me for instance i i like there's a streamer by the name of Fan. Um, I like his style. It's very comfortable, very humorous. Not everything he does applies to me. And I think looking at what he does and then looking at like what areas that I like about him and identifying what I like about him, like sitting down and like kind of putting that together helps me. So I don't emulate things that I'm like, why am I emulating this? Why? Like I don't necessarily like he does like a lot of football related content and things around that. That doesn't, that's not me. So looking at that and then looking at myself and be like, I could I could bridge the gap here. I could apply that to what I'm doing in some fashion, or I want to do that with my content. Like maybe he loves football. I love pro wrestling. I could do something around that with pro wrestling. Okay, what about it does he do? Then I start honing in, and like it's just that conversation you start having with yourself that you do that. So. Sorry. So if I understand you correctly, um, don't be afraid, but at the same time, don't do things that aren't you. Yes. Well, I think it's, 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 it varies, you know, and obviously his answer is a little different, but yeah, like, I think if, if you're going to emulate someone, don't be afraid to do it, but if you're going to just use someone's content to, like, get no, inspiration, the, like, don't be afraid to either just, like, you know, take some of their content for yourself, and then eventually you'll end up in your own stride, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Sam, uh, anyone else? Go ahead. Like, just following up on this question, mm -hmm. like... Do you have any tips for developing your own style, or would you say it just comes naturally over time? For me, I feel like it does come naturally over time. You will see things, you'll get you'll get comments from people, and like you'll build like a relationship with those people, um, with the community, and then you'll start getting in uh, on yourself, like honing in yourself to like what your style is. So I do think it does come over with uh, in with time. I think an important thing to, to look at too, and this is something I forgot with, with Jang, is he's tried, this is this is something, are you trying to do, are you trying to be yourself or are you doing the content creation as a character? He has done a few uh, experimentations with, he was stopping being just himself, who he is, like who he would be today in front of you. He would do, I'm putting a wig on, I'm being this like fun character. And then he's like, okay, does that work? And then that took 
some trial and error and he's like, this isn't working. I don't, it feels forced. Yeah. It doesn't. But sometimes you can lean into it like a pro wrestler does where they like lean into it hard and they're like, these are just certain attributes of me that I crank up. So check, I think it's important whatever you're doing, you check in with yourself on what it is. I personally, from my experience, I just take certain aspects of my own personality and I just get, it's, it's a matter of more me getting comfortable with sharing it. Like, I don't, like a lot of my, my more enthusiastic, excitable aspects, personality aspects, I don't really share like in public all the time. This is kind of like a, a new venture for me too. I, when I'm with close friends, I'm able to do that. But as I'm with streams, I start having like, for instance, regulars that come in. They feel like close friends. And so I'm like, oh, I can engage with them in the same way I would with a friend in the room where I'm having a hangout. And then I'm just slowly over time just got comfortable. That was for my, my thing with like my, the style aspect of it that you're talking about. Um, my TikToks. I think before I just would copy and paste stuff and I'd be like, this is it. Boom. Kind of put it out. I was, I was just putting things out there to put it out there and it, it got me used to the tool because there was so many things about the tool that I didn't know. Over time, I was like, oh, I, there's, there's an idea I have in my head. And I'm like, I want to try to get that idea out there and mess with it or do something with it and then make it more of my own. It's not just that clip now. It's that clip with like a musical cue or like a reference to a movie that I really like or whatever. Um, and then the, on the other end of it too, of, of that is I would take someone that does an existing like trend, like if I'm doing a YouTube, like a how to video or like a, like a funny trend on TikTok, I copy it. And then I start like, well, I want to do it this way. I guess. And I just kind of iterate on that copy that I'm doing. Kind of like the same thing I was mentioning with the emulate a, 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 someone that's successful. I take something that's kind of existing and I just tweak it and start seeing what I like and don't like about it. So. I hope that does that answer does these answer your question? Yeah. Cool. Thank you for the question. Anyone else? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you in the, so for your question, are you, are you in the same space or are you like online, for instance? Um, for our situation, we are online, so it'd be on our Okay. I think the ideal situation would be to be able to have three separate tracks. The way we're able to emulate that in our in-person stuff is we have a, a sound mixer. We got like a, a we, we upgraded to a sound mixer after we realized we needed to do that same thing. <laughs> and what I do is we have each of our individual microphones and I adjust the tuning of each one's each person's sound setting. But then when it's in the editing tool, it's one sound yeah, file. One I know others that do it the other way where they have three different inputs and then they edit it and post three individually um, as well. Our, our experience has largely been one source adjusted and then it all comes out on my uh, what's it called? Um, Audacity. We, we largely use Audacity for our audio. And then I edit it there. I, I clear out the noise. I cut, I trim areas. If there's long pauses, I kind of shorten them a little bit. And then, um, I export that. I then take our video. Um, and it's usually what, whatever we have, like I start with a video file and I extract it as an audio. And then we upload it on our podcasting, like audio only. And then on the video side, it's just like a, a nice thumbnail with our full video. Um, 
So I hope, does that answer your question? Cool, yeah, thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. Okay. And what I know from Twitch is it's decently hard when you're just starting to grow on the platform more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I feel like I'm, I've had experience with this one. So because yeah. I was just streaming on Twitch and I, I wasn't doing any uh, content anywhere else. But yeah, I, I, I think they should create the content there, but then they want to edit it and put it on like YouTube, on TikTok, because that's where <clears throat> the algorithm is created to to help them. Get, get found by people, and then they can bring those people over to Twitch to watch them when they do it live and stuff like that. But for if, you, if they're only sticking to Twitch, it is very, very, very difficult to get found out because there's no way to like, for me to actively find them by just going on twitch.com. I have to know them already, you know, search for them and stuff like that, yeah. But other than that, there's like no way. If I look at the, um, they're probably streaming on the, uh, what is it, uh, just chatting thing. That there's so many people there that they, when they when it, when they're, people are looking by views, they're at the very last page, and no one's gonna find them. Yeah. So I want to add to that too. So on my personal side, I'm going through the same my own stream kind of thing, and I've found some varying successes in areas where I'm still learning what how to use the information. But the information is very valuable. Is I know already going into it, I already had like profiles on different social medias. I had an Instagram, I had a TikTok, and those were like the main areas. And I was just kind of putting whatever. It was like more of a personal thing. I've since changed it, uh, some of the bio information to be like all leading to, twi uh, to Twitch. All of my things direct people, like if I have a link space, I all link it to Twitch. So that's one thing is like link in bio kind of thing. The second thing is when I'm doing promotional stuff on those, I already know I have like, I don't know, 200, 300 followers or whatever. Um, every chance I get, I would post something and then I would do a story with a link. Uh, every one of the links I put up, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna go live to tomorrow at seven. Tomorrow at seven, I'm about to, I'm live, like put it up. And then on, on Twitter I, or on TikTok, I usually use that as like a post. It's like, oh my God, look at these clips that they saw of me on my thing, you could find that on there. Uh, Instagram was better for getting people and I noticed that it was getting better because when I go to my analytics after on Twitch I can see where people are coming into my stream from I can see whether they're looking at it on their phones on their desktops and whether it's coming from direct traffic of the game or natively or from the other platforms it tells me yeah and then that, that leans me into like I can go harder on those or less on this or learn that the other thing to touch on the just chatting thing for instance is what are you doing? What category are you in, for instance? And there's a tool that I've been using, Gnome Sully, I think, is what it's called. You can look at analytics there of how game, like how many people are averagely streaming this game and what their average viewerships are. That's helpful information. Any information you can get about what you want to do. And I don't want to say stream this game because it's successful. You want to do something you enjoy or make content around something you enjoy. But if you can make a list of the things you enjoy playing or considering doing, and then compare that with the list of the data that you're getting, 
and kind of like, yeah, prioritize them. I was doing a game called Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate, and no one was streaming. I was literally the only channel you would see that, which was a double-edged sword. When people came to find it, I was getting an extra viewership, but that peaked at a certain point. Only so many people were looking for that game. I have since, I, I want to kind of grow in the space of the tactics RPG. And since I wanted to do that, I looked at one that I was interested in. It was Midnight Suns, the Marvel game. And I saw that that one had like an average of like 30 to 40 channels doing it, but viewership was higher than the Chaos game. And so since I've been on there, I'm like, I'm amongst a few that are there, but I'm always in the top groups. I'm like, oh, this is cool. That's visibility. So that's ways in which you can like tweak Twitch to help you, but it's not, you can't rely on that. If you're doing like Hogwarts Legacy, for instance, everyone's playing that or just chatting, everyone's there. These highly saturated games, it's, you have to think of other methods in which to do that. Yeah? Okay. Uh, okay. uh, one of the things that you're mentioning, and I've stressed repeatedly, is you need to be out on the video. Yeah. They agree with you. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so, my question though is, do you see any platforms that we should keep an eye on? Like, for instance, Twitch, when I'm, yeah, YouTube didn't exist when I was shit. So, um, also it does, now Twitch, now all these other ones. Is there a platform you guys are saying, hey, if you are starting out, this is something that you might want to also look into being part of? I think we've said it both. Like TikTok's a great space. Yeah, I mean, TikTok, TikTok, a lot of people are against TikTok, but it's it's a great space to get down. That has a great algorithm to do it. Um, YouTube is getting a new CEO, was it? So yeah, they, they might be changing the space where it's going to work better for like the gaming side of it. So it's a it's a platform that's been existing for a long time, but it's one that to keep an eye out for because they might change it to where they. Uh, showcase the gaming side of it more. I think those those are your, and you, to follow up. I want to make sure you're asking in the sense of like video game or video type content because what's, like for instance next, podcasting is. What's it, the next Twitch? What's the next? Oh, um, you see what I'm trying to say? Yes, I don't know that question. <laughs> what's that? I I don't know the answer to that question. I would say live stream. Look up the like variety. Like look up live streaming platforms and see what your what's on there and kind of explore them. And see what kind of content you're seeing, or maybe what there's an absence of. And it's a, if you're if you're what you're trying to do could fill a, an area where it's like th this isn't on here. Yeah. I could offer that. That could be an opportunity to experiment with. Don't like go all in on it, but like try it out. But, there's nothing yeah, to hurt. What I'm seeing is like I mean, Twitch is the number one for for streaming, but it just has no algorithm. So, but I haven't seen anything. I know there's one where like what was it, Aiden Ross? Kick. Yeah, Kick. Yeah, but I don't. Um, no, it's, no. it's based around like gambling and stuff, so I don't think that's gonna get very far. Okay, we had time for one more question. You you had your hand up. So you mentioned that you watch S Band, and you also mentioned that you use other platforms to promote your stream on Twitch. S Band's like the only streamer that I know that uses the schedule yeah. on Twitch. Right. Do you find that it's more useful? Like other streamers I watch have like an alt Twitter account that like. I think for for someone newer to, to the streaming aspect, it's a good tool to utilize. But like once you, I, I feel like you get to a certain point where like you have a schedule, you just don't let anyone know what it is. Like they just know automatically. Like, he streams every day from this time to this time kind of thing. And I I feel like S fan. 
set it up way back when and he's just left it there this whole time and it's happened to be the same that it's been the whole time. But I think it is a good tool to utilize because it lets people know what you're answering, but you have to be very, very on it for that schedule. Yeah, I think no matter what schedule you put, you have to be on it. I think the biggest thing is one, wherever the most on stuff, put information there. That is where you're going to see information. So if you, most people are coming, then that's information of your Twitter, your tickets, whatever. Have a like this week. My I, who started the week to schedule this is one. Thing. I on the vein of the day of the more the day before put like do or kind of to some extent I may change, but I'm successful. I from that from TikTok, but TikTok I, you can always these days you, if I have like this. Again, go where and always, I think, want to know, find you, when you, that information, you might, you might be thinking like, find me on Twitch. It's like, well, where and how, where and how, you know, it, beat it, beat it over a bush, you know, kind, yeah. of, <laughs> kind of thing. And then we have, we, we have Hawks in the back too. Hi. Yeah, you want to, you want to use it I feel like social now, like it's, um, Instagram, Twitch, it's a good way to, to bring to you, to, to like the source that you're this stuff. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's a good way to utilize to get people to... Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like the, the, tool, the tools that like, to us to like make this content, like playing and stuff, it, it just provide that. These other sort to bring them. That's fair. And you? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I guess with, I don't know, depends like how like Twitch kind of, That's an area I wanted to get in. It's uh, a goal of mine. Is I want to tr ex exactly the same question you have. So I want to, but just my videos that I do, people that do to my streams have a little bit of a different, it's a different audience than who I get. Like this. They'll engage with it and they'll find those moments happy. But this, I think they don't just watch a game and it's, they like the stuff. They don't like this stuff. That's, that's the nature sometimes of the platforms. But important that being the, you use to growth, to your awareness, your, you know, however that you find, which just like a action like you, any which they can share you to other people if they help it, you, know, you like it, whatever. There's a way we can help you support it. It's uh, all the time. For some, for those that had questions come up, we got a few like exclusive weekly DLC pins. Um, so we had, we brought a couple, so we wanted to make sure to share those. Um, but again, thank you all for coming. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a good rest of your convention. Have a good safe time and we'll DLC you later. Thank <laughs> you.